This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey everybody, Carm Capriato, Remarkable Results Radio. Good to have you back for another, oh, this is going to be the coolest episode. So if you own a propeller hat, cap, or anything such as that, that makes you seem or feel or look like a geek, you've come to the right place. I think I'm going to title this thing Google Nerds. Is that okay with you guys? I like it. I like it. Perfect. Joe Hansen's here from Gordy's Garage and Sterling Car Care Centers. Is that all in Roseville, Michigan? No, well, Roseville and Sterling Heights and Chester, New Baltimore. Cool. Secret number four, when? No secrets, nothing to hide. Nothing yet. Okay, good. Maybe. There's an honest man. (laughs) (laughs) Good attitude. AJ Neely from Neely's Auto Service, Edgewater, Maryland. How many stores now, AJ? Five and holding. (laughs) (laughs) i've been holding (laughs) no secret (laughs) pilot says to the air tower we're a holding pattern (laughs) since its relaunch in 2020 the napa auto care member side has continued to evolve to keep members updated on all the napa programs promotions benefits and other information available to help their businesses thrive if you're a napa auto care member visit member.napaautocare.com to access the member portal not an Napa Auto Care Center? Well, contact your servicing Napa Auto Parts store to learn more about how to join the Napa family. I get invited to Google Teams meetings. I hear people talk about Google Chat. We use docs and sheets and slides and forms, but there's a bunch of other stuff that we don't use that I thought if you guys are embedded deep with Google and you're using it to run a much better company and a tighter team, let's do a Google Nerds podcast. So uh, Joe and AJ raise their hands like immediately because I know they're really geeks. Nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> and and proud also, too. So proud. we're very proud because you said Teams. That's a dirty word. We don't, you don't say that. You don't say Microsoft yeah. Teams. This It's like iPhone oh, versus Android. Android. Oh, I'm sorry. Teams is Microsoft. Teams is Microsoft. Oh. So we don't, we're not discussing that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't believe I had a brain fade there for a moment. That's All why right. we're here. <laughs> we're going to know all this educate. at the end of today. All right. Perfect. So what do you use instead of Teams? Google Workspace. That's what it's called. Google right. Workspace is the ecosystem that houses all the apps that you need to kind of really the way I would describe it is it's the back end of your organization, right? Everything from Google Meet is the name of the uh, video conferencing software that they use. Gmail is the name of their email service instead of Outlook, right? Another dirty word. Google Sheets instead of Excel. Google Docs. You know, you've got Google Slides, Google Presentations, got a calendar, you've got Google Drive. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And there's more and more apps that I am starting to use is, you know, we're starting to learn more and more of the, of the different apps and, and items that are available for you too, to run your operation. And chat is one of them as well. And so there's just, I don't even know when this subject was brought up, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I don't know, Joe, how, how you thought about this, but I don't even know where to start. I really think that like, this could be a multi-episodic type process because we could really take a deep dive and really overwhelm people in like the first episode. I really don't want to do that. I really think that, you know, just kind of have like a high level overview about what you could take advantage of this workspace today that you could use and implement on day one. And then you could really start diving deep into endpoint user management and being able to control and remotely wipe your tablets and operating systems and Chrome web browsers and bookmarks. And like, there's just, it's a lot you can do. 
So I don't know how you thought of that, Joe, as far as like how the best approach to, to all this. Yeah, I, I think, you know, maybe we just give some examples on how we use it on a daily basis, because that's kind of a more higher level, more applicable level, more applicable description, I think, on what it is. And so, I mean, for us, I'll just start on it. So for us, Google, when we started with the Google Workspace, it, it was mainly for storage of data, right? So we would take all of our invoices and we would scan them at the end of the day and we would store them in the Google Drive folder. And it was just for that simple in the beginning. We just wanted a place instead of, we called it paperless, although that's not even true because there's so much paper with being paperless. It's kind of goofy because you're scanning and there's still invoices and all of that. But so for us, it was at the end of the day, it was about data storage and we jumped on Google Drive. And then when that, and that was a long time ago, that was five, eight. And probably the free personal version, right? It like, was actually, yeah. You know, it was the yeah. free one, right. You get you get like so many gigabytes of storage and then that's it, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. That's exactly what that was. And then it kind of evolved into, okay, well, I wanted all my teammates to have a Gordy's email and a Sterling Car Care email because I felt it's more professional. If you're going to send an email, it, it should be the company email. It shouldn't be at Gmail or at Hotmail or some other, whatever it is, right? It should be that. And that was just for the advisors because they would be the ones that would be communicating with the customers. And then it got to the point where I was like, well, wait a minute. I want to communicate with everyone on the team within the shops. So then it came to the point where it's like, okay, well, everybody needs to get a Gordy's email or a Sterling Carker email. And that was done through Gmail. So then it came to, okay, there's this thing called Workspace. And Workspace, what that allows us to do is collaborate between each other and to store documents and share documents in a very, very secure environment and to only share documents with the correct employees or the correct managers have access to certain, th- certain things and service advisors have access to certain things and technicians have access to certain things in the, you know, in the storage and drive. So now everybody in the company, no matter what they do, they all have a company email address. What that allows us to do is to communicate. We meetings through Google Meet, their video meetings similar to this. It allows us to, to share from our drive. I mean, we could get like AJ said, we could deep dive, but it literally allows us to communicate. One of the other big things for us is having multi-location, right? You need all of your invoices and all of your documentation to get to one person typically or, or to a different department. For example, we have a Google Drive night drop and throughout the day, each of our locations has a scanner and on the scanner, there's five or six folders on the LCD screen. So if it's, a, if it's an invoice, when they're done with the invoice, they put it in there and hit that folder and it scans it to that folder on the cloud. And then our repair orders, same thing, it'll scan it to that, our estimate copies to that. There's things that need to go to accounts receivable. They'll scan it to that. And then our controller will go to that drive on on the web and pull it all down. So there's no running around, picking up invoices, transferring things in a physical form. It's all right there. So it allows allows her to do uh, that job very efficiently. Doesn't your SMS have the capabilities of doing that for you instead of having to scan? Sure. You can to a degree, but like in the state of Michigan, we need a signature. The answer is yes, but we're limited by the law here. Yeah. And, and also to all of your vendors, right? When they drop off hearts, right. paper copies, right? Signed, pickup, return slips. We want a drop box for the end of day reports. At the end of the day, all the vendor receipts go in, all the signed invoices go in, all the coupons, you know, what they are. Like Joe mentioned, we have a scanner as well, has a shortcut on there. So it just, it's super simple for the advisor. They put the stack in, they hit the button, boop, it's gone. You know, we have the advisor maybe hold on to the paper copy for a month, two months 
once at most, just in case you need to get quick access to something for a return or whatever it might be. But after that, we shred everything, right? So it's all housed in the drive. And yeah, I mean, that's, I would say the same thing. That's kind of, you know, it's funny, Joe and I think very much like when we first met, you know, we're like those power users. We're very trying to, again, being technology driven, trying to stay on top of what makes the most sense and what is going to make the workflow the most efficient possible. Google Workspace, again, it's meant for businesses, right? So this is something you have to pay for. It's a per user fee per month. It's fine. They keep changing the prices. I don't even remember what it is today. There's different levels that you can get to with Google Workspace. I believe we're paying $14 per user per month. So again, there's an investment kind of required for that. But I think the efficiencies you gain out of it easily pays for itself. This is something I always like to tell people when they're starting to get into Google. You have to make sure that you're logged into the correct account before you start running into issues. So in every Google app that you're using, in the upper right-hand corner, you're going to see an, you know, an icon. And this is going to let you know which account you're actually logged into. So for example, I'm in my NeelyTire.com account. I know I'm in my, in my business accounts. I could go into my personal account and things like that, but I wouldn't have access to Google Admin, right? So that's really step one. Whenever you're inside of an app, And you can always find your apps if you click the nine dots in the upper right hand corner. This is where you find all the apps that you as a user have access to based on your on your subscription level and things of that sort. So there's a lot of apps in here that really don't even need to be here that we don't use on a regular basis. But, you know, the top nine I put right here. And so this is the Google admin app. So as the business owner, as the primary admin for this account, this is where I have access to create users. And so if I go into the users list here, for example, you know, anytime we're onboarding an employee, this is where we are creating them for the first time, right? Creating their email addresses, as Joe mentioned, we are giving them permissions to access certain drive folders. We're giving them access to certain email groups. You know, I can put in their you know, their headshot in here, for example, but it's all every, like Joe mentioned, every employee is going to get a, uh, an email address with the at neelytire.com domain name. So groups, for example, this is something that we use, for example, let's say with Kikui, right? Every time a customer is creating an appointment request, we send those appointment request emails to an email address called edgewater at neelytire.com. Let's say they're making an appointment for the Edgewater location. I've created an email group that uh, is named effectively edgewaterneelytire.com. And so when I look at this, I can add the members to this group. All of my service advisors at this location is going to get an an email notification letting them know that, hey, look, someone's requested an appointment at that location. So I have all these groups. So if I want to just send an email to all of my employees, instead of adding every email in that that I need to, I just created a group called allemployees at neelytire.com. All of my employees are inside this group. So I only have to send to one email address group and it goes to everyone inside that. So as you can see in here, all my different locations. So if I just want to email the technicians at the deal location, it's dealops at neelytire.com, so on and so forth. So I've created all these different groups. Those that are in the HR seat, for example, they can email HR at neelytire.com. It's going to go to those people that need access to, to that. And I can even add people outside of my organization. So if I have an outside benefits coordinator, I can add them into these certain groups. So if we're just focusing on email right now, there's a lot of advantages to creating these different groups. So you know exactly where these emails are going and you have the ability to control who sees what. It's great at a high level, right? Because also too, when it comes to onboarding, you're giving them access to a lot of this 
this information. Also, at the same time, we know we need to terminate somebody. The biggest thing is controlling your intellectual property, right? Like the last thing you'd want to do is someone downloading this stuff or getting rid of it. So actually, Google has an app called a vault and gives you the ability to kind of control what people can and can't download. But if I know someone's getting terminated like that day, I can literally go in there and just reset password. It immediately logs them out of every app that they had access to or logged in at that time. So if they're in Gmail, the drive, whatever it is, they are immediately logged out of that. So as far as just you know, protecting your intellectual property, your processes, in customer information, all that stuff. It's a big deal as far as like being able to control all that. So, you know, just at a high level inside this admin app, like I mentioned, this is where you create the users. You also create their email address and they're going to have their, of course, their own login with their at neelytire.com credentials. This is what they would use to log in to all of the different apps that they have access to. So if we're on, on Drive, for example, if they have any shared drive that they have access to, this is where they would see all this. Obviously, as the owner, I've got access to all these different shared drives that I've created, but I've created one for each individual location, you know, just for leadership. You know, there's there's a lot of different stuff that we've that we have kind of going on here that they have access to. I really just want to touch on very quickly because I know we could just start continuing to take a deep dive and then I'll take a pause. But back to the drive, right? I agree like with Joe. First thing that we were doing as far as being a paperless shop, we were really taking advantage of drive. I'd say one of the coolest features about drive is anytime you're uploading scanned documents into Google Drive, what we call OCRing every document. It's optical character recognition. It uses that internal software to actually scan the PDFs and look for text inside of it. So like, for example, if I had a repair order that I was looking for, for example, I'm copying one of my own repair orders. If I just searched in the drive and I put that repair order number in there, anytime that that RO number or that number appears, it's going to show up inside as far as that number is going to have a hit for inside of there. So if I'm opening this file and I want to look for it, I can go command F and paste that in there as well. And anything that pops up, there it is. There's the number that shows up right there inside it. So I can easily look up at a quick glance because it's OCRing every document because it's looking for a PO number on the vendor receipt for the purchase of those parts. Of course, for the invoice as well, Every anything that's associated with that PO number it's going to pull up. So really quickly, you know, without fumbling through file cabinets and stuff, it's all right there. I know we could, Joe and I could just go back and forth, just diving into this stuff. But at a high level, if you just really wanted to look at trying to get rid of paper, that in itself could be a huge first step and just trying to make your operation a bit more efficient. I just want to second that too, AJ, with the search function alone. I mean, I don't know if you guys recognize what just what he just did there, but when he put in the search So let's say that you put in an invoice number in, right? Because for our shops, we use PO numbers, our invoice number, we order parts, right? So if I put in an invoice number to look for a repair order for a customer history or whatever, it recognizes that repair order for one, but then it also looks for that PO everywhere. So if it sees that PO number on a NAPA invoice or whoever your vendor is, wherever you ordered it, it pulls that up too. So it's it's crazy. Even, I don't know if you've ever had a time where you're in your management system and you can't find like a work order that you know you did something. Like, you know this customer name or you, you can search like repair data, like repair info. It'll pull it up. Google will find it in there. So it's a time saver. It's interesting, like when you were going through those workflows, AJ, I was talking to Karen, our controller today, and I said, hey, do you remember, because it was like two years ago, they were doing a lot of paper stuff and a, and a significant amount of 
volume. And I said, can you imagine what it would be like if we did things that way? She goes, I can't even imagine. She's like, I can't imagine even functioning with all the paper and all the invoices. She goes, everything's just on the cloud now. I love it. It's so much easier. She's 30% saving in time, at least, she, you know, so in her workflow process, just by just by using this workspace. A reality of doing business today is facing a technician shortage, and Napa Auto Care is a free solution with the Napa Auto Care Apprentice Program. The program was pioneered by one of our own, Pete McNeil and master technician Jake Sorensen from McNeil's Auto Care in Sandy, Utah, and they realized that the problem of not having technicians available for hire was not going to solve itself and decided to take action. A focus was put on younger individuals with the right passion, desire, aptitude, and attitude to work in the automotive repair industry. Jake and Pete sought after these individuals and developed a technician apprentice program to give them the training needed to become a successful technician in today's world. The Napa Auto Care Apprentice Program includes a comprehensive nine-stage curriculum that includes a variety of types of training, including exclusive in-depth classroom training videos, instructor-led Napa Auto Tech classes, web-based Auto Tech e-learning courses, and practice skills with hands-on learning in the shop with the guidance of a mentor. The Apprentice Program curriculum is competency-based, meaning an apprentice can move through each stage at a pace that best suits them. Most apprentices complete the program within two years, and upon completion, apprentices will have earned four ASE certifications, G1, A4, A5, and AC certifications, adding industry validation to the skills an apprentice acquires. Apprentice graduates are also registered with the Department of Labor as journey worker automotive technicians. Having an apprentice in your shop will ultimately benefit your shop as they advance through the program. In most cases, as the apprentice develops their skill set producing billable hours, you'll see a growth in your gross profit by stage five. One of the largest entry barriers for individuals looking to enter the automotive repair industry is the cost of tools. To keep your apprentice motivated, they receive an apprentice toolkit, including a four-drawer tool cart for all registered apprentices. Together, NAP Auto Care and your shop can fix the technician shortage. Start now, grow your own, and build your bench. Our future technicians can come from our concentrated efforts, and it's free. Contact your NAPA representative to learn more, or log in to member.napaautocare.com or contact your servicing NAPA Auto Parts stores sales representative. I have a question about OCR. Is it happening when you're scanning or when it comes in? Are you asking it to do the search on your keywords? Once it goes into Drive, it's creating, it's doing it there. Yep. And is that a special piece of software, AJ? It's built in. It's built into Google Drive? Yes, correct. It's no different than if I open up Google Docs and I searched for the words Neely and it would find every document that would have your name in it. It's just built in indexing, if you will. So you're, you're scanning in like the actual paper receipt, right? And most of the time that would just be like an image or, you know, they call it a PDF. But what it's doing is it's scanning it. At, it's recognizing characters. It's putting letters and numbers together and whatever it might be. So it's creating almost like a digital copy of that behind that document. And so that's what you're searching for, searching for the digital. So there, if you get a, a smudge over the number, it may not recognize it, right? So that's making sure that you're scanning clean copies. I will say that because it, it may not see it, you know, if it's... technicians it is, are grabbing Yeah, the yeah. 
if they're grabbing work orders or, you know, sometimes too, one of the things we see is like the credit card, a little receipt yeah. that's over the invoice. If it's covering up something on there, a date, you know, of course it's not going to know, you may, may not pick up a PO number, whatever that might is. So there's, that can happen, right? So it's just understanding what you need to do to, to properly scan Wait, it. And so make sure you got it all. I, I can't believe how much we use this the workspace environment. I'm, as you're saying that, I'm thinking of all of my vendor files. Like we don't have any filing cabinets at our shop. Yep. Zero. Literally everything is in a shared drive and that shared drive is ap- applicable to the person that holds that seat for that position. So finance, HR, service manager, manager, mm-hmm. technician, it's all there. Yeah. One of them is time off. When you start getting 20, 30, 40, 50 people that even five remembering who asked for time off. I don't know if you remember, we used to have back in the day when I was little, we had this calendar and it was on the wall. Carm probably had this at 52 weeker. It was a 52 weeker for the year, right? Yeah, that or or just a monthly one, right? And if somebody Mm -hmm. wanted time off, what did they do? They didn't even ask you. They just went up to the Scribble it in there. No, they just wrote it in there. And then you don't even know that they have time off because you're like running around busy at working, right? We're working. And all of a sudden you're like, where's Billy? Oh, Billy's got the day off. I didn't know about that. Go look at the calendar. I was like, well, oh, I can't even, number one, I can't read what he wrote. But number two, yeah, I don't look gone. at that calendar. No, no one, <laughs> no one notified me there was a new addition to the calendar. I didn't know about the notification. So for that reason, what's really cool with Google is they have a an application called Google Forms. So what we've done is we created a Google Form. It's a time off request form. It's got the rules for requesting time off. And then, so they just fill it out. It's really simple. It takes about 10, 15 seconds probably. And then what that does, as soon as it's submitted, it goes to a Google Sheet. And that sheet sends me a notification and the managers that need to know about this. Billy Bob has requested time off. And then what they do is they go to the Google Sheet, open it up. Sheets is Excel in that old world. They open up Sheets and then there's a little checkbox and they check it and it says, Time off approved. That now I know AJ uses an HR application for that, but we use this. It's so simple. And then what happens is it goes to the team calendar. Exactly. So everybody can go to the team calendar because when they get onboarded, they get the email address, which gives them the ability to be added to the appropriate calendar. So on their screen, on their computer or tablet, we use tablets for all this, they can see who has already got time off. The managers have approved the time off. It sends a reminder, somebody has time off. In the weekly meetings that we use Google Meet on a video conference, we have our agenda that shows who's got time off. So we know there's never a time we don't know who's got time off. And if someone says, I requested it, no, you didn't because it's not in there. And you are logged in through your email at Gordy's or at Sterling Carcare that shows the date, the time, everything, what computer you on that when you requested that time off. So that's one one application. That right there, it's amazing because you have such organization. If you ever want to go back, how much time off did they, are they supposed to have? Did they take? It's all right there. The cool thing about that too is it integrates with other software. That's HR software. So you can pull that data into QuickBooks. You can pull that data into whatever you want, whatever you're using. It's all there. So that's one really cool application. Um, Another one that's really neat for us is we use the Google Sites. So your website, like we have gordys.com or sterlingcarcare.com. So I registered the domain name, sterlingcarcare.info. So the info, it's an intranet. So when we have our meetings each week, we like to have a lot of issues, issues and opportunities to cover so that we can have productive meetings. But we require everybody put them in first, put a bunch of them in there. 
or throughout the day you're working and you think, man, we need to fix whatever. If you don't write it down, you forget about it by the time the meeting happens, right? So there's a little submit button on our intranet, submit all their ideas and issues in there. And then when the meeting comes, all those are listed on the Google sheet. So we just import those into our agenda and they're all right there. It's like a level 10 meeting in, in EOS world and it's all right there. But the internet also has all of the critical documents, MSDS sheets, safety documents. The team calendar is also there. They can see that. Our policies and procedures is in there. Our standing operating procedures, SOPs. How do you do a warranty claim in TechMetric? Well, it's down. It's all right there. And if it changes, we update it and it's changed for everybody for them to access right there. So that's all in the internet. So it's like our own little work environment website for internal. The cool thing about that as well is if anybody were to go to Sterling Car Care Info, it will say no access because they're not logged in with a Sterling Car Care email. So nobody else can get to it. Nobody else can see it. So we love that. So that's just two things. I don't want to go too long, but those are two things that we've used this workspace to solve problems with communication, dissemination of the information, and that time off request form. That two examples right there, it's, just, it's completely changed the way we do business. Just as an example, I brought up that calendar, right? Because just as Joe mentioned, this is where I get to see who yeah, has time that. off, right? And each yep. color is a different location, right? So Jeremy, he's out all day. And this is the shared, this is the shared calendar for the Edgewater store. And I actually have a TV broadcasting that calendar in the shop at every location. So when the slides go through and that location comes up, they're going to see who's got off, like no questions asked. We're here, for example, Andy's birthday. That's the, the, you know, on the 25th, that's the deal location, right? So each color, every location has its own calendar. And that's, that's the, the, the way that it, it's got all that there. So it's, it, again, it, that's big, right? Back to the email, right? Which is really like, I'd say one of the number one tools that you're using too on a regular basis, right? That's one of the, the tabs. It's like required to be open for every uh, service advisor. What's different with this compared to your regular Gmail is that you do get this ability to create chats, you know, internal chats that you can have uh, one-on-one or group chats with different employees at, at different locations. So this is huge that you can just have that intra chat. It's kind of like Slack. And then spaces, for example, is another one that we've kind of created here where, you know, for example, I've created one called service advisors. So all the service advisors have the ability to chat with one another if it's based on issues or best practices, whatever it might be. I love this one with, uh, with my operations chat where all the technicians are in here. So if we have technicians that are like have a, a head scratcher of a vehicle, they get the ability to kind of chat amongst themselves about how they would diagnose or problem solve a, a certain vehicle, whatever it might be. So a lot of great info. And then of course, you know, we've got one just for all of the employees that they get to kind of banter back and forth with. So this chat functions great. And also too, as part of our onboarding, you know, that we do with every employee, for example, we make sure that everyone has to have the Google Workspace account on their phone. Now, now that employee gets the ability to, to easily swipe from their personal Gmail to their work Gmail. But part of that onboarding process is everyone gets it on their phone and they get it on their work tablet, right? So there's no excuse. They didn't see the chats. They didn't see the calendar. They have access to that at all times. And we get them habitually looking and keeping an eye on those things at, at all times. So there's a lot of engagement from all the employees using it. So that onboarding is really critical, right? That you're educating your new employee that may not know all this technology about what's available, how to use it and using it regularly and, and just participate in it and it's it's huge but the big ones gmail calendar drive i'd say like those are definitely you know top three just kind of looking at the other ones we've got here i use personally keep 
that's a huge one. That's for like where I put all of my to-dos, all my notes, whatever I might need to do on there. And of course, inside Drive, you get to create sheets, docs, all sorts of other stuff. And so with that, you can, not to take a deep dive here, they just kind of came out with a, a nice function that's on here. But you can actually, if you create a to-do list inside of a Google Doc, you get the ability to assign yeah. a task or that to-do nice. or that checkbox to a specific employee inside the organization. And it's upon them to complete it. So when it comes to accountability on certain things, whether it's onboarding an employee, terminating an employee, just training somebody, you know, it's on them to they're assigned the task, they see the task, and it's on them to check box. So yeah. it's that's really, really slick. I just noticed that. Yeah, we're playing with that right now, AJ. So like when we do our weekly meetings and you know, you got your to-do list, right? So if we let's say, you know, a hoist is broke, okay. Well, who's going to call the hoist repair guy? Okay, Mike's got to do that. And, and so then it creates a task for him right in there. So then when we get together next week, we just look at it. Did you do it? If he did it already, it would be checked off. So it just, I don't want to say it holds him accountable, but it just reminds us to, oh, get these things done. But we don't have to talk about it after because we can just look and go, okay, he did it. I don't have to, hey, did you call the hoist guy? Did you? No, it, it cleared it. It's gone. That's a really cool function. Really, really cool. Joe, where do you assign that task? Is it in that Google Doc? Whatever application you're in, you just hit, you can create the task right there for them. Yeah, show us how to do that. I think there's many of us out there that are using Docs, but we may not know of that extra feature or capacity there. And it may not be in the free version. It might only be in the works. I'm not it sure. It could be. So for example, I have an, a termination checklist here. And so what's nice is in a uh, Google Doc, you can create checkboxes next to it. So yep. before you could just be like, okay, you know, I did that, you know, did this, whatever it might be. But now if you created a checkbox just to the left, you see this little plus check mark over here. So I can assign this task. So I know, okay, let's say I want Devin to do this. I could assign this to him. I can tell him the due date in which to do that. And then save that, right? And so that he would get that alert. He'd know he'd have to do that. So that's a very nice feature. So go into the, since you're up there, go into yep. the into the spaces. And so let's say that you're having a, and like your service advisor one. So if you're in there and you're, and there's things you're collaborating about, I'll give you an example. So we're trying to increase our tire sales last month at the shops, right? We had one real strong shop that saw a lot of tires and then the other two were, Good, but we wanted improvement. So we created a, you know, a service advisor chat and we were able to put the Google sheet in there with, with the status of where we're all at. So you can add files to the chat that you want to appear in there and you can also add tasks within that. But what's really cool about creating these spaces on a app, like how it's applicable is you get that camaraderie going amongst your guys, right? So mm -hmm. each day they would update their stats from what we were doing last month to increase tire sales. They would update their stats and we had a little promo going. So whoever had the biggest growth based on the percentage of cars that they do, they got a $50 gift card for the advisors. And then we're going to do barbecue actually tomorrow for the winning shop. But you should have seen the, the camaraderie they had going back and forth within that environment, right? Every day that the sheets would be updated, the graph would update and oh, OK, so you could see who was growing faster at what shop. And it just created that environment of growth. Right. It was a really cool thing. And then they could see in the with the shared files on uh, what shop was growing, how many tires they had, how many they had in the past. It was really good. It was something that I'm thinking, how would I have done that five, eight years ago when I didn't have this tool? What would I have done? I would, I don't know. I guess I would have went to each shop and I would have said, Hey, this is where they're at. Or maybe we would use some other type of chat thing, but it wouldn't have been all encompassed within our organization, right? It wouldn't have been secure in there and it wouldn't have been ours. So I, that was an application. It worked great. And we had uh, one shop had 190% tire growth uh, in sales, right? In a month. 
And was that because of the platform? No, but it helped. It helped to do that because we built that camaraderie. With it builds bragging right. It does. Yeah. And wait till tomorrow when the pictures yep. come out in the barbecue. They're not going to, they'll be seeing another <laughs> shop eating. They're going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> In spaces, can you add people from outside of your world or your network, say a supplier? Yep. When you create the space, you have to set it so you can allow external users. If you create mm-hmm. the space, you can't go back and allow them later. So that's all. Yep. But that's just a little thing. I yeah, it's more of a safety. Yeah. You know, yeah. you also too, like when you're setting up those Google groups, right? Like you get to set the permissions as far as like, yeah. okay, can anyone access this? Or is it only people inside the organization? Anyone with a link? Is it, you know, do they have to be invited? So there's different in that Google admin portal, you get to create and set all those parameters and permissions. So. If, if someone's logged into their work account in their Google Chrome web browser, that's really the other app, by the way, of course, they're using, yeah. right? Internet. So we don't say Internet Explorer. We say Google Chrome. And so we want to make sure they're logged in with that. But you can, you know, even then you get to create all the bookmarks that, that they have access to. But if you really want it, you could just restrict to these are the only websites they have access to. So you can also you get to kind of really control and dive in and make sure that they are using your work login only for work activities. So I got to ask a critical question. I'm impressed with what I see so far. In many cases, you talk to former technicians, people that worked for us in the independent world, and you'd say, so what was the problem there? Communications, transparency, all that stuff. It seems to me that this has really tightened your organization. It has. I mean, we have two different brands. We have the Gordy's brand and Sterling Car Care, but I treat them as one. They all collaborate on on the same platform with different names, but they all talk. I mean, it's on there. They're chatting every day. I mean, they're going back and forth. What's really awesome about it is they have such good ideas for things to improve the way the shop should run, but then someone else will add on to that great idea that they are collaborating about on there just throughout the day. And they've come up with some things that have just completely changed the way that we do things that stuff that I would have never thought of. I'm just watching this conversation, these conversations go. And I'm like, that makes total sense. I don't know why we never did that before. And then we implement it. So it just creates that team. I mean, you know what I mean? It just creates such congruency and the improvements that we, Mm -hmm. we get from it. And you know what else it allows is when someone does a great job, it's such a great, easy way to just say, Hey man, so-and-so just rocked it this month or so-and-so hit, hit, you know, 80 billable hours or so-and-so so just sold another $15,000 job or, hey, we got three Google reviews at Gordy's today. Five stars, man. Way to go, Joe. Way to go, Larry. And then the other guys, and they're like, I want that. So it builds that recognition and it makes it so easy to do that. Yeah, we had that example just yesterday where they were just trying to determine best practices on how to handle something and I wasn't even involved in it. Yeah. They were just chatting back and forth on a workflow process or time management stuff that they're dealing with. And some people use a dry erase board. Some people do this. And I I just love that collaboration, especially when you get to multi-location, right? This is really yeah. where it comes into play because you've got people that have probably never even met face to face, even though we try to put on these all team outings. But it's as if they do know each other to have, like you mentioned, that camaraderie, the best practices, the improvements on processes. And it's not coming from me. It's it's coming from the resident experts, you know, that are yeah. on the field, on the Actually front doing lines, it. doing it day in and day out. And I'm going to listen to them all day. Yeah. Just another example of that. You, when you were talking there, AJ, we had to write and improve many of our SOPs and everybody has, as we know, different strengths. Some people are really good at selling tires. Some people are really good at doing national accounts. Some people are really good at, you know, whatever it is. So with Google docs, 
as many of you know, you can just create the doc, put it in the shared folder, ask your team, all right, write the SOP for how to process a, a tire HQ through for a Goodyear tire. And they write it down. And then someone else can log in there and go, oh no, do it this way. And actually you're sitting there on the screen watching them create the document, making edits to it right there on the screen. And it's like, this is getting done like this. This is crazy. And from people that, like you said, AJ, people that are actually know what they're doing. They're on the mm-hmm. front line. Like, I can't write that. I can't write that. <laughs> I could write it, but then they'd have to change it anyway because they're doing it every day like they are. They know what they're doing. I have input. At the end of the day, they're the experts at it. They are the experts. Yeah. Yep. Guys, that goes back to the thought that I had about an incredible way to contribute, of course, to build these SOPs, to update them. But to your point, if somebody comes up with a great idea and it's a fleeting moment and it goes away, it's done. And you didn't have the vehicle like you do with either chat or spaces to be able to contribute and have that be a, my God, it's there. And you know, if somebody doesn't look at it, then shame on you. Person is, if you will, it's the, the idea becomes legacy. It's there. And that person can then be brought back to say, hey, listen, last week you typed in a great idea. We need to develop that. Think about it. It could really help our business instead of it being just a thought. Love that part. So guys, the learning curve, I did not have any idea how big workspaces is pretty impressed with what you guys where you guys are with it did it take you you know a year or a couple of years ongoing where did you learn it on your own did you learn it together on, uh, on my own really yeah, yeah i'm a nerd i watch a lot of yeah. youtube videos yeah, a lot of YouTube. i'm very process oriented so if things are automatic i don't have to think a lot that's why i love this I'm efficient. I like things to be efficient. And I don't like to have to do things twice, think twice about them. So that's what really interested me in this is if I can create workflows, I can create communication pathways. If I can do all that, I can document things. I can store things. I can quickly search for things. It just makes my life easier. So for that reason, I get very interested in this. I would research it, right? So you're asking about the learning curve. I think it's going to really depend on how how hungry somebody is and how motivated or what drives the person. For us, we're learning every day. I don't know about you, AJ. I mean, they're always coming out with better ways to do it. I almost feel behind a little bit, to be honest, because they're creating so many better ways to do things with this workspace. But to get to a functional level, I think is a good, maybe a good question. How long will it take you to get functional with it? I think you'll be functional with it right away. Because everybody knows how to use a chat platform. Everyone's using different chat uh, platforms out there on their phones. This is no different. So right away, you'll be, I mean, everybody knows how to use email. You're just putting it in one environment now. Everybody knows how to write a document, right? Everybody's already doing that. So now you're just putting it into one environment. But to get into the deeper things, it might take a little time, but you can also hire people to do that and teach you, which I recommend. Yeah, I was going to mention too, uh, you know, if you're getting into Google Workspace, they do have like onboarding specialists, yeah. right? And it's funny, there was a, a sales rep trying to get me to get to the next tier. And like, oh yeah, and we've got this, you know, they call them like a Yoda team or something. They get in there, they're the gurus, they'll teach you how to do all this and that. It's like, well, where were you guys before a paying member for so many years? And so anyway, I got them to, uh, I wanted to really like take a deeper dive into endpoint user management, how to control the devices that I own, right? So I'm giving tablets out, right, to employees. So I want to be able to remote wipe them. I want to be able to install the apps ready to go. So when they come in on day one, now I'm not done that project, but that's like where you can go with this type of software in the service. So they do, if you decide to go to Google Workspace, they do have that team in place to get you up to speed on the basics. And, and they'll dive into what they have experts in all different areas 
they want you to be successful at this, right? So they have a team of experts to kind of get you up and running with all of it, definitely. So I got an email, even though I am not a heavy workspace user, and it said AppSheet and Google Workspace, new integrations to simplify work. It says automate tasks and digitize process to make work simpler and faster. Start for free. It says it just got even easier to create time-saving apps with AppSheet. What's that? So a high level, that is just the integration, the ability to integrate with the workspace platform. And there's, I don't know how many, there's probably, huh? AJ showed that one screen where it showed, that was just a few. Yep. Those are all Google apps, right? But yep. there are so many different companies that integrate with extensions. it. Yep. Yeah, with extensions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can create some da- uh, dashboards. Yeah. Uh, you can do uh, whiteboards. You can do, I mean, just name it. Yep. You can do it. it. Mail merge, email merge. I mean, there's, it's infinite. Yeah, there, I was going to mention on that too. Like, for example, Google doesn't have an integrated app to manage email signatures, which is like really surprising to me. And again, I wanted to add like another layer of professionalism, being able to handle all and distribute all the email signatures for every employee. So I found a, another service from the Workspace store, I guess you can say. It's an extension that integrates with all the Google Workspace and then allows me to create and push these email signatures to all the employees. Oh, and it's slick. And it just like yeah. adds another level of professionalism. So yeah, there are so, there's like thousands of apps potentially out there that integrate with Google Workspace and somehow, whether it's templates for docs, sheets, or slides, whether it's an email add-on to help with templates, like there's so many things. If there's an issue you have with something, if Google doesn't natively have it, someone else out there does. And a lot of the stuff can be free too. I mean, it's funny, I'm just clicking up in my extension in the upper right. So like, yeah, I got... You know, a lot of a lot of stuff that just integrates with either Google Chrome or with uh, other workspace items that are on here that just natively work with it. So, and then now they're starting to also integrate with AI. So, yeah. for example, I was working on a, a Google Sheet and I had a really weird, you know, formula that I had to create, but it saw I was copying and pasting certain things, and I got to like the third line. It's like, oh, is this a formula you want? And it was yeah. a really obscure formula. I mean, it was like I don't know how it knew that that's what I was looking for. Like I was just copying a certain text from a line item, and it knew that's what I was looking for, and it. It just, oh my goodness, it saved me days probably worth of work. This nerd needs help. I get it. Yeah, okay. There's stuff out there. It's amazing. The, the one item that I'm currently working on is Google Looker Studio. And this is a way of taking data. And we like, Joe and I love like creating scoreboards and dashboards and stuff like that. This is, this, I'm working, I, I, it's beyond my means. I'm working with someone else to help me create this. It's I'm like really excited about this because this is like the feedback loop that I like to to present. You hold out. You didn't tell me about so, that. Yeah, I'm working on it. Right. So this is uh, TBD as far as when we go live. But um, right. yeah, it's Google Looker Studio is like it's a so Microsoft has a version called uh, Power BI. So I think that's what it's called. So Power Business oh. Intelligence yeah. is like their form of it. But Google has theirs called like Looker Studio or Data Studio. So. So let me try to bring this semi to a conclusion, knowing that my brain hurts right now. And uh, because if you remember what AJ said in the beginning, oh, how deep should we go? How wide should we go? This could be an episodic thing. You're so damn smart, AJ. You had it. Fi- you had us figured out from the beginning that we're constantly learning too. Like Joe said, like they're always updating stuff, coming up with 
new items, but yeah. So guys, I want to show you a piece of paper. Now, if you're listening through audio, you can't quite necessarily see it, but here's my notes from today. And you see all them in yellow. I had highlighted docs, sheets, slides, forms, drive, calendar, chat, meet, mail, site, spaces, and keep. And there's one here that you guys didn't cover <laughs> that I thought maybe you would. Voice? No? Yes, you can integrate that and have like a yeah. VoIP phone system with it. We don't use it. So we do use it once in a while. We use phones from David Boyd. He's yeah. awesome back. with awesome. phones. For automotive, he's legit. Like go. the best guy to use. Uh, he integrates with a lot. Uh, he's the guy. But yeah, he's awesome. But we use it once in a while. If we got to make a, let's say I'm on the road, right? And I, it's been a while and I didn't want to use my cell phone. So I'll just use my Google voice line and call a customer so they're not getting my cell phone number. So, yep. but that, but you can do that. Um, I will say one other thing, all the docs, so Word docs, Excel docs, PowerPoint presentations, when you, you can import those into Drive and it converts them seamlessly right into what the new technology with the Google. Go the Google's the Google world. So if you bring them into Drive, it does it. And then if you need you to, I never do, but if you needed to export it, as one of the office files, you can export it as an XLSS or X or a dot dot DOC or a PPT. You can uh, PowerPoint uh, yep. document. You can export it in that format Both as ways. well. Yep. Yeah, yeah, So no excuse like, oh, I love my Outlook. Oh, I love they look. <laughs> yeah. They got a way to bring all that yeah. into the Google Workspace if you'd like. Yep. Uh, I'm stuck with Outlook, guys. You said, see, that just said it all. You said stuck. Who wants to be stuck? Yeah, stuck. Yeah. stuck is as if you want to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know. That's okay, though. <laughs> we do it all the time. We're we all, do it all We hear it all the I time. I know what I need to do is you need to teach me more about Gmail that probably does the same thing that Outlook does for me, but I can't figure it out. I want to go over to Gmail so bad, but I've been an Outlook guy for mm, ever since day one. Well, you can use Gmail with uh, Outlook, so. I do. I call them both up. Yeah. Anyway, so interesting. Love this. You guys are running better businesses because you have gotten into the, if you will, the nerdy side of let the computer do the work. Let's integrate. Let's communicate. Let's talk. Is there a part two here that we could do a, a deeper dive on? You know, I wonder if maybe I, I would just actually really ask the audience that maybe watches this where they're like, because as Joe and I and everyone else always likes to say, it's like, I don't know what they don't know. Right. Or I mean, I know what I know. Right. But I don't know what you don't know. So I'd like maybe if there's some feedback or comments or like, hey, could, could you expound on this? You know, how does this work? That, whatever that might be. And maybe we generate like, you know, a top 10 of questions or, or maybe what, hey, show me your workflow for this, right? And we could just go through it. You know, we just really are show and tell. I think we've just done a lot of talking. Yeah. But if we could just go through a workflow about, okay, this is how we do our end of day process. This is how we scan that, the documents. That's what I get a lot, codes. AJ. Yep. Yeah. I get that question a lot as people say, well, what does your file structure look like when you scan yep. your documents into Drive? Where do you put it? Mm -hmm. How does that structure look? We get I get yep. that all the time. Yeah. And that's the beauty. Just back to the OCR piece. You don't have to name every file, make an individual PDF for everything because it OCRs everything. You just dump it all in there. You need to search for it later. You just search for it and drive it. Maybe we go into that a little deeper because I think that could be a huge time savings tool. But here's what I think about this episode. It's kind of like getting an email. It's going to watch a YouTube video and looking at a cell piece. You too could be more efficient if you did it like this, this, and this. It says, oh, I love it. How do I get started? And then you go dive into a deep hole and you say, 
uh, I want to do this, but I can't seem to get out. So now I have to study. I think what you did in this particular episode is integrated how you guys have used workspace in a shop world environment and how you've built a, if you will, cohesive company with it. And it didn't happen overnight. I always love to look at a piece of software and say, okay, I'm starting from A, I got to go to Z. But if somebody could show me what JKLMNOP looks like, then I know that there's some great light at the end of the tunnel and that there's so much more I can do with my little startup, my little stumbles. You know, there's a great place we got to get to. We got to work hard at it. I think you gave us a little bit of vision here. I think you did. I think it was great. Wow. Thank you so much. I can't wait to go out and do something now with this because I'm not into workspaces. I think I am, but I'm not into it as seriously as you guys. So thank you so much, AJ, Neely, Neely Tire and Auto Service. A brilliant, brilliant move, by the way, to put tires in there. Man, oh man. Joe must have pounded that on you, huh? <laughs> I'm getting someone took it out here. I, someone took Sterling Tire and Auto. I'm like, really? <laughs> Really? Yeah, right down the, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of Sterling's. Uh, Let's we'll see. It. And Joe Hansen from Gordy's and Sterling in the Roseville, Michigan area. Guys, always a pleasure. The Google nerds. It's your new moniker. Thanks, Carm. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thanks, Carm. Appreciate it. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. Bye.